What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. What's going on, everybody? It's the Barking Freaks, and today we want to do a short preview for a potential heavyweight unification bout between Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. As you already know, Deontay Wilder's camp have verbally accepted the fight, and the most recent reports suggest that Eddie Hearn will have a contract sent to Team Wilder by the end of the week. So you got Anthony Joshua coming off a 12-round decision over Joseph Parker, and then we got Deontay Wilder coming off an impressive uh, come-from-behind victory against Luis Ortiz. So let me ask you, I want to get your initial thoughts on this matchup. Uh, you know, it feels like this fight's been a fantasy fight forever, a hypothetical fight that we've been talking about, uh, but never seemed like it was a realistic possibility. Uh, but in reality, it hasn't even been that long. Um, so I just want to know, what are the first things that come to your mind as far as the matchup itself? Uh, and give me some of your keys for those guys. Well, I actually think it's slightly absurd slightly absurd that the match would not have gotten made. I mean, you have the two uh, biggest heavyweights in the world, biggest heavyweight stars in the world, and um, they're both looking to unify the titles. I mean, Joshua has has stated that he's had, uh, you know, a a quick rise like we talked about before, and um, him taking that that fight with Klitschko was the point, you know, to get to the top as soon as possible. Um, and, and, and as, as fast as possible, you know, because you have a limited window of time. And then you got Wilder, who I, I think while he's been saying he wanted to t- fight the top heavyweights, Wilder, I, I think, was not too sure of himself until after he knocked out Ortiz. And um, and now that he's done that, he's seen how much what he can take and what he can do after he's taken so much, I think he's got all the confidence in the world. So I think this fight was going to happen. I think it's just a matter of both sides, you know, agreeing to terms because the money involved is going to be ridiculous. I mean, they're they're, probably, they're both probably going to make a, a lot of money. The, yeah, obviously, the contract. What's that? No, with that said, you know, it, I think I think I think you're exactly right. I guess it's more about uh, what the worry was was that uh, both guys had a stake to claim as far as logistics, uh, you know. Because uh, both guys are champions, yeah, of course, you know, uh, Anthony Joshua is the bigger uh, the bigger name, the bigger star, has the bigger following uh, in his respective country. Obviously, he brings in more money. Uh, he has more titles, uh, and he knocked out Klitschko, um, you know, to, 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 win, uh, to win the titles. But, uh, you know, as far as, uh, as far as the fight not uh, potentially not being made, I guess, uh, you know, it was uh, the worry was that, uh, you know, Will Wilder, go to the United Kingdom where he want to take that fight because he has a legitimate 
reason to, you know, to stay in the United States uh, and want to defend it here. You know, it, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is where the, the biggest fights in the world in boxing history have happened, you know. So uh, I think both guys, uh, you know, had a little bit of leverage and had a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, uh, say as far as, uh, you know, the fight should happen here. So I guess that was the way, but uh, I do agree with what you're saying. You are right with everything that you just said. Well, you know, it's it's easy to say um, that the fight was going to be made in hindsight now that it looks like it's going to be made. But I think I think the bigger issue was it being made uh, in, in England, you know, being at Wembley. And um, I think for Wilder, that's actually a good thing because Wilder is a little trepidatious against, you know, really heavy hitters. I mean, it took him a while to come on against Ortiz. He didn't start finding home for his uh, for his right hand till till round six, and in round seven he got rocked. You know, and an interesting tidbit about that: um, when they came out in round eight, I thought that the ref stopped to check Wilder's face. Like I thought he he stopped to check it on his own. And I went back and looked at it. Wilder's corner actually called for the ref to come and check his face. Wilder was st- was practically out on his feet um, uh, after uh, Ortiz rocked him, and at the end of the round, and when he got up off the bench, he was off the off the stool. He was wobbly, and then his corner called for the ref to check Wilder's face, and that was like an extra twenty seconds of recovery time. I think Ortiz would have had him out of there possibly if that hadn't happened, but that's not what happened. You know, Wilder still showed a lot of heart. But that said, though, my point is, it took him a, a, a good amount of time to really find 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 his range, find his home for his right hand and really get into a real fight with Ortiz. I think in Wembley, he's not winning no decision. He's not winning a decision over there if it's a close fight. So he's gonna have to bring the fight uh, uh to Joshua. Um as far as the, the you know the matchup itself, I mean it's gonna be an interesting fight. I think Joshua's the better boxer. Joshua is the better boxer. I don't think I know that. Um they both hit hard. They've both shown that they can take Heavy shots, hard shots that that could knock a guy out and and come back and win and come back and win a fight, you know. So within the last uh, within the last year, uh, within some of their most recent fights, they both got knocked down. They both gotten up. Uh, I think I think Joshua, as you said, uh, Joshua is a better boxer. I think Joshua, uh, he's obviously more experienced uh, as far as you know. He's just he's just more of a natural boxer. He's more of a natural boxer. and the thing is, uh, uh, as far as Wilder, Wilder brings something that the one thing that I can think of that Wilder brings that uh, I can't say so much about Joshua uh, is he's got this one-punch KO power. Joshua can have uh, one-punch KO power, but it's more sustained power, sustained power, it's power, it's concussive power, it's power that, uh, that you just don't want to take much of. Uh, but Wilder, Wilder has that, uh, that loop in right hand, and as you said, the fight's going to be in Wembley. Uh, Wilder's already not, a, you know, known for his uh, technicality and being a, a, a guy who's going to outbox you for 12 rounds. It's that loop in the right hand. That's the danger punch. So the fight is in Wembley, and uh, that's going to be the it's, – it's, that's his only chance. That's Wilder's only chance. I don't mean to sell him short. Now, I'm not, I don't mean to say that it's not going to be an interesting fight. But uh, when it comes to – when we're looking at individual matchups, individual uh, attributes – they both both gotten chin check recently, but when you go and check every individual individual trait off, uh, you know you you find yourself checking them almost all off of Joshua. Um, so you know uh, that's going to be the punch. That's going to be the X factor in this fight for for uh, for both guys. In my opinion, it will be 
uh, Cam Wilder find a home for that right hand. Yeah, and it look you know, and the heavyweight scene is, is going to be set for for a few years to come. You got White and Parker uh, setting the fight. I think they'll probably angle and try to get back in the ring, you know, for a, a title shot. Um, you know, Dylan White and Joseph Parker. I think they're going to be fighting on, uh, uh, I think July twenty eighth, July twenty eighth. So um, that's going to be coming up. But yeah, this is the fight that everybody wants to see, and I'm just excited for it. I mean, I could sit here and break down the matchup all day. I just won't see two good heavyweights get in the ring, you know, finally and go at it. Like I'm looking for the next. You know, Klitschko, um, um, you know, the next the next Klitschko kind of title reign where, you know, a guy can, can defend his belt, and, you know, 10, 12, 15 times, you know. And I'm kind of looking for this matchup to be kind of like this is where the transition in boxing is going to be like with Klitschko and Lennox Lewis before uh, that fight was stopped and Lennox got the, the, the win and he retired. You know, I'm kind of looking for that, that next guy is going to be the guy. And I think this is what's going to – gonna you know kind of kind of separate that you know the top tier versus the second tier versus the third tier so um i'm just looking forward to the fight um honestly um i uh i i do think that uh i think the 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 better boxing scene right now is in the welterweight division you know uh, with crossing having moved up and beaten horn you know you got errol spence you got thurman you got porter you got uh you got uh Danny Garcia kind of in the wings. You got Mikey Garcia thinking about maybe moving up. You know, you got a lot of guys. Uh, you got a, a very competitive division right now, and um, I think Crawford. Uh, I think Crawford jumped right in uh, by taking Horn out decisively. I mean, Horn had nothing for him. I don't know what your thoughts are about that, uh, but uh, I don't. I, I think the only one who could challenge Crawford is Spence. I don't even think Spence could beat him, especially Spence being a southpaw. Crawford likes to fight southpaws because that's his natural stance. You know, I, don't, I actually don't think Spence will beat him, but, you know, I think it will be a very good fight. What are your thoughts about um, what the, the welterweight division is looking like right now? First of all, I think Keith Thurman will have something to say about that. Um, but uh, as, far as, as far as Crawford uh, entering the welterweight division, look, I mean, you know, this just happened on Saturday, obviously. He put on a boxing clinic uh Everybody's already talked about this fight, so let's talk about the death. You know, like there's no need to analyze it. What I do want to say is that, I mean, he had Jeff Horn in a completely different world. Uh, I mean, that was one of the biggest disparities in class I've ever witnessed in the boxing ring. Proper made Horn look like an amateur, but Jeff Horn also made himself look like an amateur. I mean, uh, the performance, the style, it was so sloppy. Uh, you know, his style, it's, it's just um, so long. He wasn't just lunging forward and risking himself walking into punches. He was lunging forward with every single punch, you know? You know, that, that was his offense. He was kind of uh, – it went beyond a herky-jerky, awkward uh, that's effective, you know, because it's hard to, to measure. Uh, this, this was completely beyond that. I mean, he was just all over the place uh, with no real uh, – I mean, forget about rhythm. Forget about, you know – him getting into any kind of rhythm, Crawford took away every possible uh, aspect that Horn could have capitalized on. And, you know, and just he he had absolutely no chance. He was sloppy. He was lunging forward with every punch. Um, Crawford timed him beautifully. I mean, every single time he lunged forward, he'd, he'd get tagged. When Crawford wanted to turn it on and, and really, uh, you know, plant his feet uh, and put all his power into his punches, uh, you know, he was he – was, uh, 
you know, he had a, he had a punching bag right there. You know, it was, it was an easy target. Uh, Horn wasn't, you know, he was moving all over the place, but he wasn't moving to avoid punches. You know, it was just wasted movement, you know. Um, Crawford, Crawford's fantastic. Uh, you know, as far as the matchup that you said, uh, you know, Spence, Crawford, you know, there's one more guy in there, man, you know, Keith Thurman. Uh, you know, yeah. he's, I, I, he's, he, he, he always gets underrated. He's always flying under the radar. But um, I think if anybody uh, will challenge Crawford at 147, I would think Thurman will uh, present a better challenge than Spence. But that's why. Why? Because I think Thurman is more powerful. I think Thurman is a more powerful fighter. I think he has a, a better punch. I think Spence uh, has gotten, you know, Spence hasn't really, he's a champion, but he hasn't really, uh, He's just—he's still getting his feet wet, you know. I think uh, Thurman has more, more of a pedigree right now. I think he's more ready. I think he's more confident in himself. I think Spence going against Crawford right now—I uh, think he'd be in over his head. I just don't think that uh, that you know he—you know, granted, you know, I'm not saying Keith Thurman has a resume, you know, that that's gonna uh, light your rule and fire. But you know, even talking about a guy like Danny Garcia. You know, you just look at the experience. You know, he's he's, he's got so much championship experience. He's got uh, experience on the highest level. Uh, so when you beat guys like that, you know, uh, you're more prepared for for the the blitzkrieg uh, of an attack that Crawford is going to present. You know, or the complete package. You know that Crawford is going to present. Uh, Spence. You know, I just it, it's tough to say this. You know, because I mean, he's a champ. Um, you know, he's, he's obviously, he's not past the, you know, he's not a prospect anymore. He's way past that. He's a champion, but I just feel like, you know, talking about him versus Crawford is just, it's, it's premature. I just, I just feel that Keith Thurman, uh, would, uh, would, 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 with his experience, with, with more experience, I think it's his, the fight that he has had will set him up better for a fight with, with Crawford right now. I think Spence still needs more time. I just, I think his ride, uh, uh, has been uh, gradual, and you don't just jump up to fight a guy like Cam Crawford. You well, know, well, but here's the thing: so you could really you got, you got going from Danny Garcia to Crawford. Uh, that's about you know that that's a logical jump because what else is in between? You know, that's about that's about the the you know uh, when as far as 147, that would be the tier. You know, you have a guy like Danny Garcia who is you know considered uh, the best 147 pounder for for a couple of years. Uh, so going from him, you know, who else is left? You know, it's not fighting another prospect. Um, you know, it would be a guy like Terrence Crawford, you know, the best. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, that um, – so you only got – you have you have, you have basically have four champions, right? You're, you have you have Crawford, WBO now, Spence's IBF. Keith Thurman, you know, he, he's WBA, but he hasn't fought. You got Lucas Matisse, and he's about to fight um, – uh, Pacquiao, right? And so uh, they're fighting, and then you have the I think the WBC belt right now is vacant. So you really you, you got th- you got four guys basically. And Crawford said he wants the champions, and he's gonna get the champions because he he jumped right into welterweight and fighting Horn. Spence has consistently said he recently said in fact that he uh, he wants to reign atop the division and he wants to take out the other champs. And then I mean. Um, Oh, the fight's gonna the fight will probably was gonna happen. Those fights, those that's the thing. Those fights are gonna happen because, uh, like I said, there's not much left at the top. Those are the guys. 
uh, unfortunately for the other guys, not named Crawford, uh, I just don't think they're ready. You know, and I don't think I don't know if they ever will be. I think you know Crawford is a is a generational talent, and uh, these other guys, Spence and Thurman, I mean, they are pretty damn close. You know, uh, to being something close to that. Uh, and it's just unfortunate for them, in my opinion, that you got a guy like Chance Crawford coming into the division because uh, that's scary. That's scary. I don't know what I don't know what they can do. I don't know what. There's no other fights that they can take that can that can prepare them for him. Um, this guy, this guy is just on another level right now. Oh, well, I mean the 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 matchup should be interesting nonetheless. I'm I'm mostly looking forward to Crawford Spence, but I'd like to see I'd like to see all these guys fight each other and 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 see where the chips fall. But I mean, matchups, you know, styles make fights. Matchups make fights. And in that vein, I think we probably ought to, uh, we should discuss, you know, how do you see when, when Wilder fights Joshua? How do you see Wilder beating Joshua? You know, with that that what he did against Ortiz, I feel like was part luck, part Ortiz taking his foot off the gas, Ortiz getting a little sloppy. Um, he's he let his defense drop uh, in the later rounds. I don't see Joshua doing that. Joshua's a more cautious fighter, depending on who he's fighting. Um, he seems to be aggressive with aggressive fighters, and more and more technically sound with boxers. You know, he kind of he almost he almost you know he, he fights to his level of competition in a way, but kind of mirrors how they fight. So. I think, again, what I mentioned earlier about the pace of Wilder, I think that's what's going to set the tone for the fight. How do you see Wilder beating Joshua um, if and when that fight does happen? And you assume they sign the contract this week or next week. They've already agreed to terms. Wilder's cap, it's reported that he's agreed to terms and the fight's going to happen. I think Dan Raphael reported it first two days ago. He usually doesn't report fluff. Like, I can't remember the last time he ever did that. So I think that um, I think the fight is definitely going to happen. It's just a matter of okay, you know, uh, what can Wilder do to 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 beat Joshua? What do you think? What do you think he'll do, or he can do to beat Joshua? Well, well, first of all, uh, you know, as far as the Ortiz fight, uh, I do think I, I agree with what you said. Uh, it definitely uh, Wilder actually he had a lot of luck in that fight, and actually um, a lot of people didn't catch it, and I don't quite remember exactly what it was. But uh, it was around the moment uh, where where Ortiz got hurt after Wilder was hurt. Uh, he I don't remember if it was seven. If it was a punch, I don't remember if it was a low blow. Or if it was a it was head. it was round seven that Ortiz hurt uh, uh, Wilder. And he hurt Wilder. Round, and then in round eight, he came back and won the fight. He came back yeah, and he came back. But uh, what a lot of people might have not caught is that uh, uh, I believe Wilder caught him caught Ortiz in the back of the head. And I think that was the punch that knocked he him did. down. He did. That was, he did. That was the punch that knocked Ortiz down. Um, so, obviously, uh, uh, you know, uh, incidental, uh, you know, uh, I'm not saying Wilder, Wilder hit him in the back of the head on purpose, obviously. Mm-hmm. It was so, you know, such a fast-paced thing. You know, in that moment, he was just out on his feet a lot before. He was uh, equilibrium was probably all over the place. But regardless, um, you know, uh, there's certain uh, veteran uh, tactics that are that – are, uh, that are that are involved in that sometimes too, and kind of what you're saying about Joshua and about you know how he's so calm and measured and he's not like other fighters. You know his ring IQ is so high, um, and, and I think he's just aware of these type of things. You know he's aware of uh, of, uh, of things like that. He knows that that Ortiz got punched in the back of the head. 
he knows that that Wilder uh, punches at an odd angle. His arm is so long, and he extends it out so far to his side. Uh, you know, it's natural that you will get punched in the back of the head, depending on how your head, head movement is at the moment that the punch is thrown from Wilder. So uh, mm-hmm. I think I think Josh is going to be mindful of all those things. I think you know he's a he, he's like a professor as far as uh, intelligence goes, but. You know, as well, I don't think he meant to hit him in the back of the head. And I, I need to correct it. It was round 10 that, that, that Wilder got him out of there, but it was round, it was surviving round um, uh, eight that, you know, uh, allowed Wilder to be able to come back. Ortiz looked a little gas. The ninth round, Wilder started to pepper him some. And in the 10th round is when he got him out of there. But it was, um, it, it, I, you talk about that, that blow that hit to the back of the head. Well, you know, I see that happen a lot in boxing. Actually, it happens a lot in boxing. And a lot of the time, a good portion of the time, it's because of the positioning of the other fighter, how they're turning, ducking low, things like that. And you happen to get caught in the back of the head. I don't think it was purposeful. I think it had to do, I mean, I think Ortiz is, what, three, three four inches shorter than, than Wilder. He's coming in low. You know, um, he's, he's got his arms trying, kind of trying to cross his arms high some, you know, turning left and right, trying to roll punches, and I think he just got caught in the back of the head, honestly. I agree with you. I mean, Wilder throws a lot of wild punches. He was throwing a lot of wild, looping shots, and sometimes those shots are going to catch somebody, you know, uh, in the back of the head because most of the time when you, get, when you get warned for punching in the back of the head, it's when a guy has turned to his side or he's got almost his back to you and you punch him. It's, or if, you, if you're, uh, you're doing those rabbit punches, you're in close and you're catching them in the back of the head if you're in a clinch. It's usually, but Wilder was, was, Wilder was, was throwing punches from range, like bombs from range. You know, I just think that Ortiz just happened to get caught there as he was trying to defend and turning and everything, and I think that's what happened. But, you know, Ortiz was also tired. He was also tired. His defense got very sloppy. He wasn't throwing. They were exchanging some shots, but Ortiz's shots clearly had lost some steam uh, after getting hurt. I just don't, you know, I don't think I don't think that punch was the end all be all. It definitely was a problem, but I, I think Ortiz was done because he it, because he didn't get Wilder out of there when he had a chance, you know. So, oh yeah, hundred percent right. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, and 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 I wasn't uh, going to break down Ortiz Wilder uh, and 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 where I thought uh, Ortiz went wrong. You're hundred percent right, and you're exactly right. Uh, I, but actually, the point that I was making, the point that I was making. Is uh, uh you see you're exactly right it's due to the position of the other fighter, but when you got a guy like Wilder who does throw uh the kind of wild punches that he does throw, uh with his with his length with his long arms and his reach and the angle that he throws it at, uh I guess the point I'm making is uh it's gonna happen often, especially you know when you got a guy who's you know pivoting and, and moving trying to get out of the way, you know you're 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 gonna get punched. Uh, in the back of the head, you might get punched in the ear. It might be that shot that throws your equilibrium off and gives you a flash knockdown. You know, uh, the point is, is that he had, you know, uh, he had, uh, he had a little bit of luck uh, on his side against Ortiz. I don't think that was the end on mm-hmm. field, like you said. But it definitely that that's kind of like led the that was the the start of the domino effect. You know, yeah, Ortiz was gassed, but as far as you know, uh, what Wilder was 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 outputting. You know, that was you know that that's what started the chain reaction. Uh, so he had a little bit of luck on the side with that, uh, and it just happened. You know, it was just unfortunate. It was incidental. But the point I was kind of making was that uh, going into Wembley Stadium against Anthony Joshua, you know, you're going to need so much more than luck, and, and, and that luck uh, is going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be tough to come across, you know, because, as I said, I think Joshua is mindful of those things. I think he understands all of these things. He understands uh, 
uh, you know, uh, distance and, and, and punching angles. He knows those things. He knows that, uh, that, you know, he saw that fight against Ortiz. So, so I just think that, uh, you know, that, that, that wild uh, looping right hand of Wilder, you know, as even though it may be his best chance, um, you know, you know, Joshua's going to be mindful of it. And Josh, Joshua's going to, you know, I, I just see him telegraphing uh, that right hand, telegraphing uh, that lucky punch that people say that Wilder has. I see him telegraphing all of that. So what's Wilder's plan B, you know? He's obviously, he's not going to come in swinging for the fences, uh, you know, and just trying to land that lucky punch. Or is he? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.